last night. Everybody was excited because KD was making his home debut. His home debut for the Phoenix Suns. And, you know, you play practice and everything. He goes up. It looked like a slam dunk. And he tweaks something. And he it looked like had, he slipped. It looked like he slipped as he was yeah. taking this first step there. Yeah. And and it looks like he's not going to. Well, he didn't play yesterday. And it looks like he will not play this weekend. So it could be back Monday, Tuesday, or whatever. Now, they win because Booker scores 44 points and all that. But isn't this a sign already? If this guy comes, they, you know, KD, great. They pick him up, and, and they were doing great without with him and without him and all that. But they definitely, they definitely need him for the playoff push. If he tweaks something right when he goes to jump, like he did with Golden State and the Raptors did, I don't know. Is it a sign that LeBron also, is it a sign that these guys are getting older and sort of slowly, slowly deteriorating? Well, that's, that's, that's not a debate. These guys are getting older. And the older that you get, like people think they want to fight it, but the reality is the older that you get, you know, the less elasticity you have in your body and the easier it is to get hurt. And, you know, I said something very controversial last year when I said, listen, KD's, you know, superstar caliber days, I think are done. And everyone and everyone was, oh, my God, what are you talking about? How can you say that? And I said, look, I believe the injuries and age are going to start to catch up to him where he's not going to be able to play to that level. And I don't think he's going to stay healthy enough. Now, he proved me wrong on the first part because when he's healthy, he not only played to that level. Some would say he played a little bit better this year. He's 69% since he got traded. Yeah, phenomenal. But the injury part, the second half of that, I think holds true is that you're going to get, you know, you're going to get from him kind of what you've been getting from LeBron 50, 60 games a season. If you can make that work and make your roster, and hey, Phoenix has the roster to make it work, you can make that roster work where you can still be a plus 500 or a 500 team when he's out. You're good with his, you know, 60, even 65 games. You're good with that. Um, so I think they're okay with it. I think they're being, you know, I think he, he clearly saw what happened to his ankle. I think he probably played this weekend if it was important, but I think they're, they're happy with kind of where they're trending without him. Let him get fully healthy. And, and what we really want to do is get, have him ready for that last kind of week, uh, that first week after March, that first week, first two weeks of April to get ready to roll into the playoffs. That's what they're most concerned with because you want a healthy need, a healthy, uh, Kevin Durant in the playoffs because he still plays, like I said, to that level of not even a little bit. Like this season was one of his best yes. um, in Brooklyn, so he's he's still that guy. All right, let's let's get a little bit. You say controversial, but your your headmaster coach. I'm going to say headmaster coach of the GTA Mavericks champion and all that. Do you ever get in trouble with referees calls like BS calls like Fred VanVleet says and and Scotty Barnes and all that like. Everywhere you go, it seems like, and I we're Toronto, so I'm going to say it. Are the referees against the only team who is not a U.S. team in the National Basketball Association? They're not against the Raptors. However, I would say that referees do have every human being has even subconscious biases. There are teams that they just it 
think are better teams that they expect to win teams that the NBA would like to win. I'm not, again, I'm not, this is not WWE. I'm not suggesting, you know, we know who's going to win at the end. I'm not suggesting that at all. But when you see Denver, the first place team in the West with the two time reigning MVP playing against, um, you know, the, the 500 ish Raptors, you're going to probably make a couple of calls in favor of Denver. You know, Scott Foster notoriously in that Nuggets game, but Scott Foster has notoriously made bad calls and has personal issues, it seems, with certain players, yeah. right? Like the fact that he was had walked by Scotty Barnes was well past him yeah. and and decided to turn around and throw him out with one technical is wrong, right? The, the, the three or four calls at the end of that game, look, were they, again, intentional, like we're going to make the Raptors lose? I don't know that it was intentional, but I'm sure it was, hey, it's a 50-50. I'm going to go with, again, even if it's subconsciously, the team, the better team. The Amer- I don't think it's the America-Canada thing. I think it's more the better team. And now let's, you know, and let's go to, you know, if you want to talk about last night's game, are we going there yet? Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, last night's game, right? Van Vliet did the Raptors zero favors. Zero favors. Okay, I get it. There was a bad technical call in the third that he says shifted the momentum, but you shot four for 12. Your team shot 36% from the field. I ain't blaming the refs in an eight-point loss if I went four for 12 personally. Now, could that have shifted the momentum? Sure. Was it a bad call? Absolutely. Did you help your team? No, you hurt your team. You hurt your team. Um, and so now you made you actually made it worse. By saying F this, F that, F those, I don't care. Now we forget. Referees are a fraternity. Yeah. Now they're going to look at the Raptors as a bunch of crybabies who cuss us out in public. He didn't go privately. He didn't say, hey, Nick Nurse, hey, Masai, can you have a talk with me? I'll pay the, the fine. He wants to see right. it. I'll pay the yeah, fine. Yeah, I'll pay the fine. Sure, but it's not about the fine. Yeah. It's not about the fine. And he's going to get fined, maybe even suspended. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not about the fine. It's about what he, instead of going privately and saying, hey, Masai, have the, the NBA review this, you know, you can put in a petition or whatever and all the fans are cheering yay but as a ref and i used to ref so let's go back i'll put on my ref hat instead of my coaching hat the coach that you know chirped at me the most the players that whined and complained the most a hundred percent a hundred percent when there's a 50 50 call now i'm like "Eh, am i gonna take fred's side who told me to f me in the media or am i gonna go against him ah you know what i'll go against them and it's a 50 50 so it could go either way So now you've you've drawn the whole team into that situation. Now, is that right? No, but it's reality. And sometimes those two things aren't the same. And so now he's put a kind of target on the Raptors back that they don't need as they're trying to make a push. They got to go into Washington, back to back in Washington, or sorry, Charlotte, excuse me, back to back in Charlotte, which, okay, they're not a great team, but still, but then back to back in, in Boston. Before their next home game, they've got four straight road games, which are back-to-back Charlotte, back-to-back Boston, who now with Tatum back start is going to look like Boston again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd be a little bit nervous. And you're you're one, and we got to give you last week at this time, me and Drew were on, and you said no matter what, they're going to split with Washington. It was uh, two games in Washington, and what happened? They split. Now, I'm going to ask you: They played the Clippers. They play in the same arena. As the Lakers, is this a split or do the Lakers win tomorrow? (laughs) Uh, Let me see. Because, uh, by the way, last night the Raptors lost 108 
100, 108, 100. Uh, Friday night, the Raptors play in the same arena against the Lakers. Uh, LeBron's not playing. And uh, who knows LeBron, if he's back for the playoffs and if there is playoffs in LA, but go ahead, Anthony. That's a tough one. Um, the Raptors actually always play the Lakers pretty tough. Yeah. But Anthony Davis has started to pick things up. The 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 Lakers, you know, have an opportunity. Now they're in the play-in. They were sitting on the outside looking in when LeBron got hurt. So AD is I'm gonna go with listen, I, I hate to say it. I'm going with the Lakers in another controversial win. It's gonna be another close game with some with some bad fouls. And and then Forget Fred Van Fleet. Nick Nurse is going to go like Nick Nurse. One. Nick Nurse will probably be teed up very early in that game because I think he's starting to get frustrated with with some of those. And again, I'm not. I, a lot of them are fifty fifty, and it's just they're hedging away from from the Raptors, which is. Again, as a Raptor fan, you're going to hate it. As a fan of any other team, you're going to say, no, nah, it happens to everybody. You're going to shrug your shoulders, except when it happens to your team, right? All right. So I'm still, last. I mentioned last week, you you picked, I think you picked Boston to come out of the East, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be Boston. And it's not going to be Milwaukee. It is going to be the 76ers. My dark horse. Hey, that was my dark horse. And and the 76 like Joel Embiid is starting again. Forget about Jokic being the MVP. Joel Embiid is showing and and did you see the fight between uh, what was it? it was Steve, Stephen A Smith and uh who was the other guy from ESPN and JJ Redick and JJ Redick and, and Kendrick Perkins, yeah. Kendrick Perkins and everything like that. So I'll, I'll get to that in a second, but I think if Joel Embiid has another hot last month of of the year, I think they're going to give it to him. And watch out for Philadelphia. Watch out for Philadelphia right now. I'll tell you, watch out for Philadelphia because they're coming together. James Harden's doing his thing, and Joel Embiid, if he gets forty and twenty every game, I think they're unstoppable. And Boston, you know, they hit slides up, down, up, down. I know they got injured and all that. Milwaukee still being Milwaukee, but I I think this year it's Philadelphia's year. What would you say? Yeah, so I picked, I'm, I always try to stick with my pick, so I picked Boston early on. So I, that's why I stick with them. But as of late, I've said if there's a dark horse team in the East, a lot of people are picking, not that the Bucks are a dark horse, but a lot of people are, most yeah. people are Boston or, or Milwaukee. But I said Philadelphia is this dark horse team because they have all they have the best big man. And one thing about Jason Tatum has always been, he's inconsistent and he's, and, and the coaching now I think is starting to show um, because, you know, there's a game a couple of nights before his injury. I think he shot 17 threes. Like when he falls in love with the three, you're beating the Celtics. You're beating the Celtics. If you can get him to shoot threes, you're going to beat him. Um, So I think Philadelphia is that dark horse team. And I think, and I've, I said at the beginning of the season though, I, I had Embiid as my MVP. And the reason was, one, he, he finished second two years in a row to Jokic. And and MVPs are always voted on. There's exceptions. Don't get me wrong. You know, there was Jokic as the sixth seed. There was uh, the triple-double Russell Westbrook season where they were the sixth seed, but it was the first time there was a triple-double in 60 years. And there was probably Kareem back in the 70s where he was a sixth seed. 
But other than that, you are the best player on one of the top seeded teams. Well, I think, and and so that's what gets you picked. One of the top players on a top seeded team and narrative. Narrative is really important. So if the narrative starts to come out, and that's why I think some of the media are saying this, Jokic can't get a third. He's not on the same level as Larry Bird. Oh, it's because he's white. Oh, but there's going to, if those narratives start to churn, there's going to be people that are 50-50. They're going, you know what? Let's go with the guy who finished second two years in a row who had another phenomenal season. Let's 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 do that. Let's let's almost like make up for those two because I think Jokic and Embiid should have actually split the last two years. I don't know e- either year one of them should have won and then the other they didn't both went to Jokic. They're not giving it. You said give. They're not giving it to Embiid. Embiid is doing everything he needs to do, and I think that's what's gonna. It's gonna be. This might be the closest MVP vote in years, and I. But I do think it is shifting to Embiid as long as he doesn't get hurt, as long as he doesn't go in a slump, as you know, as long as he doesn't have one of those type of, you know, which he's very capable of doing. Yeah, I, I think it is. I think it's Embiid's to lose actually. So let's talk about the controversy. Uh, maybe I should get Stephen A. Smith here because uh, I know you want to do a show with Stephen A. Smith, but he can't. Oh, uh, he would be he would be honored to have to become more fluent. Now you're more fluent. He is more honored to become more fluent, but he never did the show with the president of the provinces of Canada, the mayor-elect of North America. He's got to work up to that, though. Come on. All right, so let's talk about the controversy. What are your thoughts? And he's not wrong. He is wrong. Go ahead. Wait, who's not wrong? Wait, who's not wrong? No, the controversy about... Uh, okay, because of white, because of black, because of it. The NBA is, what would you say, 80% black? It's probably 80, 90, yeah, 80, yeah, somewhere in there. All right. So are you telling me the last two years and potentially three, because Jokic could be the third one, there's not been a better player than Jokic? It's, but the MVP doesn't go to the best player. I know. but The MVP goes to the most valuable player on a top-tier team, usually. Uh, on a top seeded team, so and, take away and if, he, if he finishes first, and if the Nuggets win first in the West, <laughs> I know that's the problem. He's he's clearly he's averaging a triple double as a big man. Yeah, he's shooting ridiculous. He's got ridiculous splits. He's doing everything that an MVP. Like, had he not won the last two, we wouldn't be having this discussion. Yeah, we would be saying, yeah, it makes complete sense. He's averaging a triple well, double. Let's see he wins this year. Right? third year in a row and he has the same year next year you pick him for a fourth year in a row with him, Denver again the caveat Denver not making the finals or winning uh, the, fi- the the playoffs have n- if we're I being know, honest the playoffs have nothing to do with the MVP because it's a regular season award so yeah. anyone that's like you technically can Dirk did this win an MVP and get swept in the first round yeah Yep. That's hey, it happens, and people are going to talk about it in you know looking back. But in reality, it's a regular season award. It should be from game one to game eighty-two. That's what you're judged on. So does that mean anything? Because the the guy won two years in a row and potentially should win number three. And if he has the same year next year, could win number four. Well, no, he can't have the same year. See, that's the big thing. He can't be the same. He has to get better. Okay, he has to better. get better, you know, you know right? What I mean. He has to get better. Like if you even you look at Nash, who I you know I yeah. really disagree with Nash winning back to back MVPs, but you look he didn't win it and then play the same. He improved on that, and that's where like oh my you know we picked him last year, we got to pick him this year because well, he was he better. Improves marginally for if he wins this year, 
if he proves marginally next year. I'm saying I, I know it's hypothetical and all that. Do you vote for him? Do I vote for Jokic? If, if he wins this year. No, I'm, because my votes, I'm, I'm voting yeah. for Embiid. Yeah, see? But, again, it, basketball. But that's not taking away from Jokic. It just no, it's, it's not. It's, it's not. But what know. I don't like, what I don't like though, is is this is the narrative of the voter fatigue, exactly. right? If there's voter fatigue, and if you remember when Giannis won two in a row, they're like, well, he better make it to the finals, or we're not voting for him again. Well, hold on, that has nothing to do with the MVP voting. So I want you got to keep it consistent, and I think that's where Kendrick Perkins kind of his logic came in. But, you know, one of the things he said was, you know, they don't uh, top 10 scorers. You know, the only ones to win were were white that weren't top 10 scorers. And that, that's not true. Jokic was a top 10 scorer, right? This year, he might not be. But that's because look at this year. There's more 30-point scorers in the league this year than there has been in the last decade combined. Exactly. So, okay, so that, that knocks him out of top 10. But go back. Okay, Nash wasn't. But Dirk was. Everyone says Dirk wasn't top 10. Dirk was tied. He the, he technically was 11th, but he was tied with the 10th place guy yeah. in terms of points per game. And he, and he purposely picks 1990 as the cutoff. Well, why did he do that? Because 89, 88, no, 90, 89, and 87, Magic won. And Magic wasn't a top 10 scorer those three years. So conveniently cuts it off at 1990. So that's why I said there's, there's a lot of holes in his logic. That's all I'm saying. I will say this. So now I talked to one side. Here's the other side. We've talked to NBA voters. I've talked to the press who get the vote. And one of the things they did say was, and this again goes back to the previous thing with the refs, there are biases. And and Jokic is a really likable guy. And they like him. So again, and Embiid, not so much. Let's be honest. So when you're, again, when you're 50-50, I, I like him better, so I'm going to vote for him because it's close, right? If it wasn't close, you have no choice. You, you, you just you have to. But it is close. And so that's part of the problem is when it's media, media will pick the guys that they like the best, the guy that gives them interviews, the guy that, you know, gives them sound bites, those types of things, which, you know, that's the whole system being flawed because what's the criteria for NBA, MVP, excuse me? We don't even know. It changes. Exactly. It changes daily, basically. Daily, not yearly. Daily. So we have a question before we close it out. It comes from William here. And it says, why do you think the best player in every sport, Michael Jordan, says Wayne Gretzky, make the worst owners or coaches? So I'll go. It's true. Wayne Gretzky was coaching Arizona Coyotes 10 years ago. Obviously, Wayne Gretzky. Michael Jordan, when's the last time Charlotte won anything? Like and they had good players and all that. So mm. uh, Larry Bird, they, he had some success in Indiana and everything like that. I was saying Larry Bird was a great. He was a coach yeah. of the year. He was a great yeah. coach. Yeah, yeah, but didn't you know take them to the promised land? I guess right. So oh, Bill, uh, Bill Russell was a great coach. We're talking eighty years, seventy oh. years, right? Okay. So, but yeah, to answer the question. Okay, I'll start with the coaching one first because I actually have um, actual conversation with. Uh, with this one with Wayne Gretzky one of the things that made it very very difficult for him as a coach was that he would tell his players okay do this and they couldn't do it and his mindset was well I just did that naturally why can't you do it so it's really hard for someone who's just naturally a phenomenal player or athlete to say hey do this and and not realizing that 
Not every player can just do that. They can't just naturally, they, they just can't. And that's where he got frustrated. He's like, I just expect people to, you know, have a nose for the puck, be able to know, you know, three passes ahead and can't do that. So that made it difficult is when you're so good, your, your expectation is that the others are that good. Jordan, in as, as an owner in the same boat, his is a little bit worse. I compare Jordan a little bit to the current day Jerry Jones. I think I think he puts his hands in a little bit too much where he shouldn't. Like if you're going to hire a good GM, then let the GM do that. If you're going to hire a coach, let the coach coach. If you're always there, you know, if you're going out and beating, just think about it, you're a 20-year-old rookie and you, and you get smoked in a one-on-one game with a 50-year-old Michael Jordan. Like people think, oh, it's an honor to play him. Oh, it was Michael Jordan. I lost. No, you lost to a 50-year-old. That actually kills your confidence. Um, and I think he puts his hands in there when he's when it talk about talent, same type of thing. Right? You can you can draft a Kwame Brown. I know I'm going way back here, but you can draft a Kwame Brown with the expectation that he's going to work as hard as I did. Right? I see the raw potential, but he has he's not going to work as hard as you did. Right? Lamelo Ball, I, I love Lamelo Ball. He's not going to work as hard as you did. Uh, Adam Morrison, all the draft picks that he had. Um, it's just it's that's why I think it's it's they might see something and expect them to develop and grow and work hard. And it's not always the case. And, you know, Jordan was never a GM. The expectation that somehow he knows how to be a GM because he was a great player is just not true. Um, and like I said, I think he needs the hands off and let the the people that are you know paid to do it. I'm telling you right now, I would love if Michael Jordan would hire me as a GM. I would build him a, a finals team. I've, I made the same offer to James Dolan. I said, five years, I have your team in the final. And if I don't, I'll give you all your money back. And, and what did he say? He barred Charles Oakley from entering the arena. That's what Well, now his team's doing good. So, you know, we lost communication now. So uh, our five Maybe if the provinces of Canada gave him a call, he might give me another show. All right, maybe, maybe I'll call, but you got to grease the palm. You know, but I, I, I tug after Donald Trump. All right, so the, the question comes from Patrick, and uh, Patrick wants to know, do you think Michael Jordan today could still be top five player in the NBA? No, he's six. Oh, wait, in his prime or like at 60, yeah, years, yeah. I was he's 60 now, years old? 60 years old, top. At 60 years old, no. Could a prime Jordan be a top five player? Yeah, yeah, that, that, 100% he would be, yes. Yeah. But right now, okay, six, forget about top five. Forget about top five at 60. Would he be a top 25 player? No. 60. No. Top 50. No. Top 100. No. So you're telling me Michael no. Jordan at age 60 is done with basketball. Wayne Gretzky at age 60, I think still top 50 player. You'd be wrong. Wayne Gretzky? Wayne Gretzky at, at, at 60 years old will not be able to play in the NHL. Michael Jordan at 60 years old cannot play in the NBA. No, absolutely not. All right. Have so you seen him lately? Listen, my, he looks like Oliver Miller. Yeah, no, he doesn't need to play because he makes billions of dollars on Nike shoes. Exactly, you know, Nike shoes. You didn't give me a, a Nike shoe last week. Drew Ebanks took off on us, selling all the shoes on his platinum circuit and all this stuff. By the way, I just a side note: tickets for the uh, WNBA game here at the Scotiabank Arena May thirteenth went on sale last week. It sold out in ten minutes. This yeah, is no. why. This is why the WNBA should be in Toronto. Needs to be in Toronto. And by the way, by the way, I'm going to say this. Listen, you didn't slip me any heroes or any money or anything. This guy here should be the coach of the WNBA team. I'm, I'm, oh, that's make a hashtag. Make a hashtag. WNBA fluent. 
You want to be fluent? Hashtag fluent. Let's do it. That's it. I would love. Oh man, that'd be great. Would you? What are we gonna call them? Listen, that's up to me. But would you take? That's why I asked. What are you gonna call them? All right, uh, Toronto Lady Hawks. <laughs> no, or you're you're fired. Oh I, no, I, I don't know. But but honestly, Anthony, like, would you take that job? I know you coach your kids and all in, that. In a heartbeat, I would take that. I love the the beauty of the WNBA. I know people, oh, there's no dunks. There, no, no, no. The beauty of the NBA is they are very technically sound, and I am very much a fundamentalist. I love the fundamentals of the game, and if you look at the WNBA, you see proper screens, backdoor cuts, give and goes. Like You see a lot of that. You know The things that people love about like Chris Paul, right? It's that's what you see is those, yeah. those good fundamental basketball plays that you know, honestly, the NBA guys could learn from, right? They a lot of times NBA players and Jordan is actually quoted as saying sometimes like he'd lose his focus, but he knew his athleticism would just make up for it. He was comparing it to golf, though. He said, I can't lose my focus in golf because who knows where the ball's gonna go if I lose focus. He goes in basketball sometimes, you know, muscle memory, my athleticism, I can just jump over someone and, and I'd be fine. If they had that fundamental kind of um focus as the WNBA players do, you would see a much better game in the NBA because you add in those fundamentals with the high flying and all that and three-point shooting, whatever, it'd be even better. All right, so tell everybody how to get more sports fluent. Uh, It's at sports underscore fluent. That's IG, TikTok, and Twitter. Or you can just go to sportsfluent.com. All the links are there. And what do you have planned for uh, today? 